It's the Early Access Podcast, episode 9, October 22nd, 2019. I'm DJ Nikki. Kuehler is back producing the show. We got a... We're going to start off. Actually, first off, I need to complain about Mike's Hard Lemonade because I was sipping on that while we were talking to Kuehler during the pre-show. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Del Shampoo. I got a couple things before I get into the main topic, which I've been wanting to talk about all week. But uh, I, I was drinking a Mike's Hard Lemonade and it is garbage. I don't know why... Anyone makes fun of people who drink Mike's Hard Lemonade, um, but it tastes like literal alcohol. It, it, I was, I was drinking the grape one. I think I actually, when I was up in Seattle, I had like the normal actual lemonade flavored one. And that was all right. But uh, you shouldn't make fun of people who drink Mike's Hard Lemonade because, uh, you know, no one actually likes alcohol. I, I have people come up to me and say like, oh, yeah, I actually like vodka or tequila. And like, no, you don't. It's just the thing you tolerate the most. You like being drunk. This, this stuff tastes disgusting. It burns. Uh, it's t- it's terrible. Uh, the only exceptions I'll make are beer from when I went to... I went to Germany the day before I turned 21. Uh, I was there. So when I turned 21, I actually didn't drink at all because I was done. But when I was in Germany, it was for a DreamHack event. Right before I turned 21, I was allowed to drink there. And so I had a, a bunch of beer. And I've, I've not since then, three years later... Had a beer I liked as much as uh, the ones I had in Germany. There was one that was like bubblegummy flavored. And it always went really well with the meals. Like I, I, I can drink beer a lot easier if I just kind of meat substance with it. Um, and also wine. I mean, that one's an acquired taste. But like straight hard alcohol, garbage. So uh, this Mike's Hard Lemonade uh, grape I'm going to dump out right after the show. And uh, cut off all my chances of having a sponsorship with them. Uh, the grape flavor is just... It, it just tastes like alcohol, which is not the point. No one actually likes drinking that stuff. Uh, the other thing I needed to say is that I am going to be posting the Early Access podcast on Twitch. You can catch us live on Twitch at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Tuesdays, twitch.tv slash Shampoo. And uh, you can also catch us on Spotify. I am not going to be putting up on YouTube anymore because, let's be honest, it doesn't get any YouTube views. Uh, my least favorite thing in the world is making YouTube thumbnails. And I don't want to make custom thumbnails for every episode. And it also hurts your channel um, algorithmically if I ever want to start posting Pokemon Sword and Shields coming out soon. Um, I want that to have Pokemon content and just have the podcast out on Spotify. Uh, it hurts your channel searchability. Not that I'm trying to get incredibly big on YouTube. Um, but I, I want to have uh, actual like dedicated YouTube content. And the dedicated podcast content will go to Spotify. Just so it looks nicer because I don't post anything on YouTube. Um, to dilute with the podcast so we'll keep the podcast on spotify we'll keep the youtube videos on youtube so now you can catch us on spotify and live on twitch.tv slash del shampoo speaking of twitch uh the thing that i want to talk about i've actually been sitting on this all week uh came out after the last show but dan's gaming i believe i may have met him at a twitch con i spoke to him briefly but i wouldn't consider us really friends or anything big streamer on twitch uh, Dan's Gaming recently had a clip go viral, semi-viral, and it um, was actually something he personally tweeted out. That's how I found it, is that one of my friends retweeted him personally tweeting out. Uh, he was doing a sponsored stream for Hot Pockets. Hot Pockets, of course, really know their demographic. Uh, I have I have consumed quite a few of them in my life. And so they're doing a sponsored stream, and Dan's Gaming got super real. Uh, during the sponsor stream. And this wasn't a bit afterwards. It was a very sad, uh, somber thing he was saying. He didn't pop up afterwards and go, you know, I feel cold and sad on the inside, but you know what warms me up is good hot pocket. Like, this is actually straight from the heart, and uh, it's something that I really empathize with. 
So, uh, Keeler, if you got the clip queued up, Keeler's going to play the actual raw clip. I lost all of lost all of my uh, connections to people, so I just very lonely a lot. <laughs> it's it's sad, but that's just how it is. It, to be when you you got to make a lot of sacrifices, and if you're not already a relationship before you start streaming or during streaming, then it's really hard to find someone new when you haven't been outside in a very long time. You get used to just streaming all the time, day in and day out. Not hanging out with friends stuff because you got to focus everything on streaming. Stream, stream, stream. Got to grind, grind, grind to get up there. And I did it. I'm up there, but I've lost everything social-wise. No friends. No relationships. No interactions with people. That was a sacrifice I made to get here, but... But now I'm like, it's very lonely up here on the top of this mountain. So that was, that was Dan's gaming. Uh, man, and so he, I, I don't know a ton about him, but we got a Reddit comment that I'm going to pull research from uh, so that I don't have to do any Googling myself. <laughs> this is super funny because this is from user look here, look listen, which is a username making fun of another Twitch streamer. Uh, but... He says, you'll see that Dan in the past, a.k.a. past Dan, was a lot more talkative and energetic. There's a lot of people, there's a lot going on uh, that people who don't watch Dan consistently miss. For context, streamer burnout. Uh, it took me, uh, I'd say, three, four years to burn out. Let's see. Yeah, about three, four years. Uh, and that is average for streamer burnout time. I read that statistic somewhere on the internet. You can trust me on that one. Streamer burnout. He's been streaming for 10 plus years and he streams a lot and very rarely takes breaks. He's one of the first on Twitch and its predecessor. Imagine dealing with Twitch chat and social media every day because you have to. Streaming is very competitive now. He loses a lot of uh, a lot by taking time off, so there's pressure for him to stream every day. He's gained a lot of weight. It's very sedentary. Eating is easy and comforting. He's romantically lonely. He doesn't meet people naturally in his work, and his dating pool is relatively small. Serious family illness, and his family is far away. He deals with general depression on and off, and he has no good friends. All these things influence one another. Uh... And, you know, I'm, I'm going to take his word on that as it was a very highly upvoted Reddit comment. And that is the early access podcast uh, credibility that I need to say it out loud on the Internet and accept it as the truth. But uh, whether or not it is the truth, I mean, uh, Dan, Dan straight up, um, that was that was in his voice. Uh, that wasn't him being dramatic or, or acting. And I absolutely felt that I, I didn't even stream professionally, at least for half the time. That Dan was a professional streamer, um, and I, first off, I don't think he's taken any heat from Hot Pocket on this. Maybe he has behind the scenes, um, but if not, then big ups to Hot Pocket. I'm a little biased towards them. I do very much like their product. I may have bought some today, but ten years, man. Uh, you got to remember that streaming is nothing quite like uh, being a doctor or. Uh, a dentist or an actual professional job or even like working at a Walmart you know if if you do not do it no one else will um, unless you're hiring an editor um, and, and posting YouTube content but as far as streaming on your channel as you are in a streamer house if you are the content creator the breadwinner the person gaining the followers uh, you take a day off you're not getting followers and you know what if you're not on someone else is on the competition is so fierce uh, if you're a Fortnite streamer and you didn't stream Fortnite that day, well, guess what? Someone else did, so your viewers went there. 
uh, if you're playing CSGO. There's a billion other CSGO guys out there. Anyone, uh, anyone can just turn a stream on and uh, and start getting viewers. So, I mean, streaming. So there's that pressure to stream every day, right? If you're a doctor, you work at Walmart, whatever. You get a certain amount of money. That's your paycheck, uh, and your your salaried or hourly, you're gonna get that amount of of cash. If you stream, I mean, it's it's, it's very addicting. Right, you get on, you're gonna make money for that day. You don't, then streaming has no long tail. Uh, the ad revenue that people gain off of actually uh, long tail on Twitch, at least on Twitch, people do repurpose their content for Twitter and YouTube, which is a smart thing to do. But people who are uh, only making content on Twitch, their vods, unless you did something insane, you went skydiving or um, you got in like a fist fight on stream and someone clipped it and shared it around, that got a million views. VODs have absolutely no long tail videos on demand for those of you who don't know. And so if you're not on, you're not making money. And your sub count's dropping. Your sub count's dropping. That's one of your main sources of revenue. Not counting bits and ad revenue and all that stuff. Uh, your sub count goes down. Um, you don't meet those streamer rewards. Um, I don't even know what they are anymore. I know they've adjusted them. But 100, uh, 100 people uh, subscribed. 100 subscriber points because you got tier 2 and 3 now. You get... Uh, eight emotes or whatever it is 200 you get 16 emotes i don't think it's that many but you get the point you're not growing if you're not working and there's no one to clock you out i mean this is when it got really bad for me um i was playing evolve i remember this very very distinctly it was evolve stage two i had about a thousand twelve hundred not a thousand twelve hundred that'd be bananas i had a thousand two hundred viewers and um, I had been streaming for 22 hours at that point, and I was so tired. I was starving. It was 6 a.m., so I called my uh, called my man DB, and I asked him, "Hey man, uh, can you like hop on Discord and entertain my chat for like 15 minutes while I go to the bathroom and eat a bowl of mini wheats real quick?" Uh, and and he was not happy. This was still when he was in the same time zone as me. 6 a.m., I'm waking him up to, to come entertain my stream. And my stream knows who he is. So he got on, talked to him for a little bit. Uh, and then I, you know, after I ate a bowl of mini weeds, chugged some milk, got back on stream stream for another couple hours, I think that stream ended up being 26 and a half hours long. And the reason I did that was because for the first hour of streaming, you don't have 1,000 viewers. You maybe have 100. The second hour, you got 500. The third hour at about three and a half, now you're rocking 1,200 viewers. You hit that run an ad button, and that is printing money. Not only that, the subscriptions are coming, the bits are coming in, the praise, um, the, the the feedback loop. Hey, Nikki, you're doing great. Like, keep up the good work. Thanks for streaming. Uh, and, and, but the main thing is, you can see the amount of money in your bank account going up for every hour you stream. I gained ten subscribers in the past two hours. That's you know X amount of money. And so that's that's very addicting to be, you know, I could tough it out for another hour and make this much more money. Whereas if I were to stream one hour, um, you know, tomorrow, I'd have to ramp up my view count again. And people say it's, you know, oh, you're just playing video games all day on the Internet. Uh, I'm probably preaching to the choir here if you're listening to the Early Access podcast. But I'm sure Dan is doing a lot more. You're securing your own sponsorship deals. As someone of his size probably dealing with agents. Um, someone who probably secured him that hot pocket deal. You're repurposing your content for use on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. And you can't just slap a video on Twitter and then slap it on Instagram. Uh, of course, Instagram's more of a square aspect ratio. Twitter, uh, 16 by 9, 
Also, the Twitter limit is, I believe, is 240 seconds. So you can't just take a video from YouTube and stick it on Twitter for 240 seconds. Not only that, but if you really want to do it properly, you don't want to put subtitles on that stuff. So people watching, you know, scrolling through Instagram in public, scroll through, they see just some gameplay. They don't know what's happening. They don't have their headphones in. You know, I mean, some people are delinquents and will play a video out in public, out loud, through their speakers. But most people just scroll right by. And so you want to put subtitles on your Instagram and Twitter content. Whereas on YouTube, you don't necessarily need subtitles because they'll probably be at home or watching on a laptop uh, or they have headphones in because they're expecting some more long-form content. Whereas Twitch, uh, excuse me, Twitter and Instagram are shorter-form content. So you got to deal with repurposing. Uh, you got to deal with being online all the time. You're running your own social media. And you got to be emotionally happy. All the time. Uh, there was actually... Uh, I, I don't think I've ever brought this up on stream. But I went through a major breakup in the middle of my streaming career at its peak. Uh, we're talking 2016. I was pulling thousands of viewers. And uh, I, I can't just get off of stream. You know, not stream that day. Because you know what? Next month, you might not have viewers. Spoiler alert. That did happen. I didn't have viewers that the next month. Because Evolve had died they were uh, announcing the server shot but i went through a major breakup uh at my streaming peak and so uh you know what i did is uh, i fucking bawled my eyes out but then one of my evolved friends hit me up and he said yo man you want to play and i hadn't told anyone about the breakup yet and i was like you know what tough it out do your job get on get on and stream um and but while i was able to tough that out you know i could totally understand why someone else wouldn't want to uh, or why someone else would would maybe decide to take that day off instead of actually streaming. But I had a lot to lose uh, monetarily, momentum-wise. I was going up. I had my biggest month ever streaming on Still Shampoo. And not only my biggest month, but my biggest um, month that I will ever have. Because I don't think I'll be able to pull that many people in again. And then month after that, it was nothing because the, the server shut down. Um, and I capitalized. I was opportunistic. Uh, and I realized how many viewers I had and I overcame any emotional distress that I may have had at the time, which was a decent amount. And I got on and did my damn job. And if you do that for 10 years, that's probably not healthy. I mean, uh, Dan said in that clip that if you're not in a relationship before you start streaming, um, it's, it's hard to start one. And I was lucky enough to have an established group of friends and established relationship before I started streaming. And so... You know, I, I I do understand that loneliness, though. Um, there were times when I was, you know, invited out to restaurants uh, or, like, let's go out to dinner or uh, let's all get together to watch this hockey game. I don't watch hockey, but, you know, I'll be there for the chips and queso. And I couldn't attend because, uh, bro, I woke up at 1 a.m. today. My C-schedule was fucked. Uh, and when's the event? 8 p.m.? Sorry, man, that's... Oh, I go to bed at uh, 6 p.m. right now. I can't make it. My sleep schedule is absolutely destroyed. Um, and it's not like as a streamer you're going out and, and meeting women. You know, often. You're not going out and clubbing. Uh, or or you're not even in like a workplace. I mean, they say don't dip your dink. Don't dip your dink. Don't dip your dick in the company ink. I just, I just combine the words dick and ink. Um, but you're not even in a workplace where you can hit on someone. You know, you're not physically exposed to other people. There's also this disconnect too. You know, um, 
I guarantee you a streamer of that size. Kula, can you look up how many followers Dan has? I guarantee you a streamer <laughs> yeah, of Dan's size um, would be able to date a female viewer of his age, even. Um, but that there's that power imbalance. You know, he probably doesn't want to do that. And he's probably a smart man uh, in that he wouldn't want to do that. I, I don't know. I don't know if he would or wouldn't want to do that. But if he didn't, smart choice because there is that power imbalance. Like, oh, I'm I'm the streamer, uh, kind of famous, and you can kind of manipulate a relationship like that and, and have a power imbalance that you might not otherwise want to have with someone. Or, or 794,000. 794,000. Yeah, know, and getting getting close to 95. Do you know what rank he is on Twitch? I think Shroud is number one now. 60th. Here. 60th. So he's the 60th biggest channel or on Twitch. 100, 151st in followers, sorry. 60th in views, but 151st in followers. All right. So he's up there. Which he's, is still really, it's really up there. He's up in the top 0.01%. Uh, there's not a doubt in my mind that he could date a female viewer. And... I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I, I'm saying I could I could see how the power imbalance could uh, could could be a problem. I mean, you really could work past that, um, especially. I mean, if you dated another streamer, if you had another viewer that was another streamer or very successful in her own right. Um, I mean, there is a way to abuse the power though, as like you know, if they were just purely a fan, uh, and and you're you're you know the big macho streamer with all the money and all the influence and all that stuff. I, you know, it's. I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm not saying you can, cannot have a stable relationship, a fair relationship with a viewer. But, you know, it's dicey. It's dicey is what I'm saying. And so romantically, I mean, dude said straight up said he's lonely and you're not doing anything to, to go out and get someone. I mean, you can go to TwitchCon and hook up. Uh, like, i absolutely not going to name names, of course. No people who go to TwitchCon to hook up. Uh, I think his bigger problem here is also not just... That he can't get work through streaming, but that or he can't get relationships through streaming, but he just can't get it through the lifestyle that comes with it. He said specifically, yeah. like he doesn't go outside. It's not specifically that like he's in a bad like gender ratio work environment for his pre preference, but it's more that he just doesn't go outside. He, it doesn't. It's not a thing that like lets you leave. And I think this is a problem that you can have in any job where you have to be lots of hours there i think even like you might feel the same way for some people who work in say like a gaming industry where they got a crunch time and they got to just be in the office for like three days straight and, and even when they're not they're there for 10 hours or more they tend to have the same effect on them that even though they might be around other people physically these aren't the people they necessarily will like cultivate a social life with all the time and and they can't go out and find other people because they just don't have the time. And I think this is the problem he's really trying to get at here is like he just can't leave the house. And, you know, I so I, I work an actual physical job with people who I could interact with face to face, you know, actually make eye contact with. Uh, and I, I love my job. And I actually do hang out with some of my coworkers. Um, I would consider some of them friends and I have their best interests in mind. And you don't get that as a streamer. You might, you know, duo in Fortnite with this guy on the East Coast uh, and you're on the West Coast, but you're not, you know, after the stream, going to turn it off, call out a good day's work and have a beer with him. I mean, you might get on Discord and do that, but it's just, it's not the same as, uh, as you know, physically being there. And like, uh, I, I don't know if he has any roommates or anything either, but he also said he has no actual good friends. To, to hang out yeah, with. Yeah, that's even worse, because as far as romance, like, 
dating requires you to go out even if you like try to expedite the process through the apps and whatever else is like all the new ones that are out there you still eventually have to go out there and that's hard when your schedule might just have you constantly streaming constantly editing having to do things for and communicate with people that you just might never have that like open space to just leave but even worse if you don't have the friends whereas you might not date someone from work you can at least hang out with them if you like them yeah, it's some kind and, of and you can't get that. He, but, and, and or at least you can find friends like after work. Sometimes I go to your workplace to hang out, and that's really difficult because he's just himself. And I've seen this is something I've also seen from like YouTubers and other people. They mention how it just gets really isolating. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I I would miss numerous events when I was a professional streamer, either because of my sleep schedule or sorry guys, I'm streaming right now, um, or hey, I got to work on this YouTube video. It. It, and I had established friends at the time who I'm still friends with now. Um, but, I mean, he's been doing it for 10 years. Like, I, I've had friends from before I'm streaming to now. But that's only been six years. You know, he's been doing this for a long time. So there are Twitch cons. There's E3s. Um, and there are, like, even when I was a professional streamer, nice breaks. Where I'd go out and I'd be social and I'd party. And I'd hang out with people who I talked to on the internet. That's for three days. Uh, you get that in a quick three-day burst, and it's actually pretty overwhelming in my opinion. I mean, I'm an introverted person. Uh, you go out, you party at E3, you drink. It's three three nights, four nights of straight partying and hanging out with people and, hey, what's up, man? And then you come back and, and you cool down. Uh, but even as an introverted person, you want to talk to someone, and then you know, when's the next convention? Even as an extroverted person, I can't imagine that being very comfortable. Like it, it, they're They're overwhelming. Those conventions are just very overwhelming. They got a lot of sensory overload like you don't build friendships with constant conventions and things you do it with just the casual meetings you have throughout your week and you i'm know? i'm not seeing my best friend i'm seeing people that i very much like i admire it's like a networking I, I, thing I, I, right it's there to get connections of networks yeah. and to remind yourself that you're friendly with them but it's not there to just have the people who will have your back on a, on a regular basis and that you can always call and, and hang out with it's not the same thing yeah, I go there to network, but I definitely, like, there's some people there who I I really like. I would have their back if they asked me for a favor. If they were like, hey, Nikki, I borrow 100 bucks, I'd give it to them. Like, it's it's a little bit more than networking, at least for me. Uh, but none of them are, like, my best, best friends. Like, I can't go over to their house after a breakup and, like, cry in their pillow and have a beer. Uh, or, like, hey, man, I got this extra ticket to, like, this concert. You want to go? Like, I, I can't do that with any of them. Uh if not for like distance, but also because I just don't talk or, or play games with them that much. Uh, and, and events aren't weekly. And if they were weekly, you'd die. Because uh, you, you, like, I think we have one liver and two kidneys. Is that how that works? Like, you only, uh, your liver can regenerate, but only so much. There's only so much drinking you can do. And Dan's not the only one. Uh, I've seen this from so many people personally who uh, they're on the streaming grind, they're on the streaming grind. And at a certain point, this is what happens with a lot of people, is they either burn out or their audience gives up on them um, or they hate the game that they're playing or a combination of all three of those things. Uh, and they do it longer and longer and longer and they end up hating it more and more and more. And you know what happens? At the end of the tunnel, at the end of the tunnel from being a Twitch streamer is going out to get a real job. Uh, whether it be in the business, whether you become a game developer or you do influencer relations or something tangential or you go work at Twitch or Mixer uh, or whatever, you know, 
the the end game is not streaming forever. And at a certain point, I wonder if this is true for Dan. I don't know him personally, uh, or or maybe you can apply what I'm about to say to any other streamer that you might watch. Maybe it's time for them to stop and and move on to their next thing, because you can't do this forever. You're gonna drive yourself insane. It's not a sustainable lifestyle in in any way, unless you're unless you have a, a crew behind you, unless you're not the main performer. That's the only way I can think of making this sustainable. Is you have multiple people doing this. You you're a part of a streamer house. Um, you're not you're not the guy doing the editing and the on the entertaining and the dealing with agencies and sponsorships and all that stuff. Like you have a team of people doing this, and I can see you doing it for a little bit longer of time. Um, but you know, I I know a guy who left his streamer group uh, to go independently work, and he will ever, forever be associated with that streamer group. And people are always asking him, why aren't you playing with these guys? Oh, man, you were great when you were with these guys. Like, you should go back. Uh, and it's taxing. Uh, at the end of the day, it's just straight up taxing. Because it's not all just constant happy feedback also. Even, I, I peaked out at, I think, like 13,800 followers, close to 14,000. It's taxing. I got I have legitimate death threats. None of which I ever thought anyone would act on. Um. But I will legitimately have people be like, hey, man, I'm going to come come to your house and fucking kill you. Or I better not see you at TwitchCon because if you do, I'm, I'm shooting your ass up. Like people people aren't nice. Um, I, I very often got, you know, what, even if it wasn't as far as death threats, like, oh, you suck at this game or uh, stop being so annoying. You know, casting. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring this back to casting. Casting is... There's some things, you know, if you work, uh, if you work a job, there's a certain set of phrases that people will ask you that'll tick you off. Uh, I'm sure if you work at Starbucks, can I get like a warm iced coffee or some dumb stuff like that? The phrases for me when I was casting, it drove me insane were stop stalling and, and start the game already. The caster, stop talking. Let's see the game. Do you think I am talking because I don't want to watch gameplay because I want you to hear what I have to think about uh, that guy's card sleeves for the next 10 minutes or uh, that one. Do you want, you think I want to talk about this play for longer than 30 seconds? I'm going to talk about it for the next five. I am filling because there is a production issue. We are swapping players. Players are moving around. There's a technical issue. I, I am filling because it is my job. Casting is not actually uh, casting. It, it is mostly filler. I'd say 80% of casting is filler. And then the other 20% is game knowledge and being personable and funny and good chemistry with your co-caster. But most of it is filler. It drove me insane when people were like, start the game already. Or, oh my god, stop talking about that. I don't care. These casters are always going off on tangents. You know, it's because I spent the last 15 minutes analyzing this 30-minute match. And we have a tech issue that's going to take at least 10 more minutes. So I need to talk about something. Um... That would absolutely always drive me insane. There are a couple other things with casting that I really hated. Um, when people would say like, oh, this pro player is such an idiot. Like, bro, this guy has more time logged in this game than everyone in this chat combined. You guys are just... Uh, you, like, you, the, they don't have any respect for the amount of effort that these players are putting in to their craft. Keeler, can you, uh, can you talk about 
irritating Twitch viewers for a moment while I close the door. The dog might start barking. I'll be back in one second. Irritating Twitch viewers. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I'm, I've been in the chat for so long. I think I've seen many things, but I can, I can't say too much about how it, how it affects me personally because I have the ability to just leave and not deal with it. I have seen how much it affects Nikki to the point where complaining about Twitch is the only thing he really does. Like, if you think like. We talk about these other like taboo, not mentioned subjects in person when we're there. Nah, he's still mostly complaining about Twitch all the time. It's it's always just some sort of complaining about Twitch. That's probably why his podcast is so easy for him to do when it comes to talking about the, the downer sides of this entire career path that he at one point had. Nick, are you back with the door? Yeah, yeah, the door is closed. Uh, I just kept the yeah. door open because it's hot in here. Could you hear what I was saying, or no, no? I'm. Uh, would you oh, say? I was just saying that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how it affects me, but I know how it affects you because you always complain about Twitch, whether you're on stream or off stream. You just always complain about the viewers and the annoying comments and the the chat and the everything. It's not even the people who dislike you. The backseat gaming uh, is another thing. So I'm going to take us back to the old Destiny days for those of you oh, yeah. who did um, the raid, not not Crota, um, um, not. Atheons? Atheon, that's it. Atheon? Thank you. Atheon. The Atheon raid. So the very final fight, right? There's two portals. Vault of Glass. The Vault of Glass. Thank you, Kuehler. Thank you for activating my PTSD. (laughs) So we're we're playing the Vault of Glass. We're fighting Atheon, the final boss, right? There's six players. For those of you who don't understand Destiny, don't worry. I'm going to make it simple for you. There's six players, and you have to complete a series of tasks very quickly. There's two portals. You have two choices. Send people three and three through each portal to complete them. Or send six people in one portal to complete it even quicker. Send people through six portals uh, through the next portal to complete it quicker. And then everyone comes out. So you can split up or you can group together basically. And I don't want to get into the whole like, oh, you can cheese it like this. blah blah. That Let's let's lay down the basis of that's what it is. You can go three and three or you can go six in, six out, six in, six out. And so I was streaming with some players who weren't part of the usual raid team, and they were very under-leveled. We had, I believe, four under-leveled players. So we had one good player on the left, one good player on the right. And we weren't quite able to do the 3-3 and split that I'd usually do if I was playing with good players. So we decided to go do the 6-in, 6-out, 6-in, 6-out strategy. Well, that didn't work either because half the team, more than half the team, is under-leveled. And I had 200 viewers. And this Twitch chat was the most irritating Twitch chat, I think. One of the most irritating of my streaming career. Because people were like, why don't you guys split three and three? It'd be faster. You wouldn't fail as much. Uh, Which is what we did at first. But those people weren't watching and seeing why I was failing. So we were doing six and six. People were like, these guys are dumb. They don't know how to do three and three. Uh, And then when we went back to three and three... We, uh, people were like, why aren't they doing six in, six out, six in, six out? Like, idiots. They're underleveled. You should all just try it. Either way, it wasn't working. Uh, and it was incredibly frustrating to have all this backseat gaming. So people would pull a couple of extremely annoying things. Uh, one of my favorites is I would suspend someone for 10 minutes for just being a dickweed. And they come back and say, wow, I was going to subscribe to you, but uh, now I'm not going to give you a subscription for being such an asshole. This was back when only tier one subscriptions existed so a subscription to me is worth two dollars fifty cents because twitch takes the other half look man if you're irritating enough to ban for 10 minutes like 
I'm I'm not going to I don't care about your $2.50. Like that's not a lot of money you're holding over my head first of all. Uh second off, if you were going to subscribe, you would have done it earlier. So, uh get the fuck out of my face. The other kind of comment I didn't like was, "Wow, this is why people aren't watching your channels because you're addictive viewers." No, people aren't watching my channel because of all died. First off, second off, are what kind of analytics do you have in the industry? You don't. You potato. Get out of here. Assigning your own reasons as to why my channel died, which actually was doing great at the time. So, um, the channel died because of all died. But I digress. Um, the backseat viewing was in just un- unnecessary. Uh, I also would take away my enjoyment from games. I was playing Shadow of the Colossus, which is a game where you battle, I think it's like 12 colossi, colossuses, whatever they are. It's literally just boss battles. And the whole point of the game is to figure it out. Uh, I think it was an amazing game, but it was partially ruined because people were coming in and telling me how to play the game. So with Shadow of the Colossus, we had people like come in and straight up tell me how to do a boss when half the fun of the game is actually trying to figure out how to clear the boss. So uh, that really reduced my enjoyment of the game. I, I, I made a policy afterwards to only play games if, if they were single player. And they had already been out for a while, especially because Shadow of the Colossus has been out for like, what, 15, 20 years at that point. Uh, we play We would play through the game off stream and then play it on stream so none of it could possibly get spoiled for me. And that actually made me uh, enjoy the game a lot more. But if something were to release and be hot and something that you would want to stream like immediately, then you wouldn't get as many viewers because you're streaming it, you know, a week later after you completed it yourself. And I think half the fun for some people uh, is watching you stream it live on Twitch, you know, and get your first initial reaction. But then that was ruined for backseat gaming. So it's just it's just a cycle of things that didn't work out very well. Uh, and just either way, it just wasn't fun for me at the end of the day to play single player games. I don't know it's different for people who are okay with backseat gaming. They want a little bit of help, but I enjoy like a challenge and struggling through a game because the game was meant for you to complete, you know, like everything is in the game unless it glitches up that you need to complete the game. So I, I liked figuring that stuff out. So I really sympathize with Dan, uh, and there are hundreds, if not thousands of other people doing this who have this level of burnout, no matter their size, even if they're not like top 100 views like uh, Dan is. Anyway, uh, other than that, uh, Kuehler and I are going to head out because there are tacos downstairs that I need to go eat. If you guys want to check out the show, Spotify, uh, you can go check out the Early Access podcast there. We're taking it off of YouTube, but you can also watch it live. Twitch.tv slash Shampoo at 8 p.m. PSTs on Tuesdays. And you guys can head over to discord.gg slash shampoo if you want to submit topics or anything like that. But other than that, I'm your host, DJ Nikki. Kuehler has run on the show. And we'll see you guys all next week at 8 p.m. twitch.tv slash shampoo.